Everybody, <laughs> it's Toronto 234. They on the mic with welcome to Toronto 234. <laughs> <laughs> this is the I was trying something different, it worked for Kylie. Do you know what Rise and Shine is, Delapo? I don't know. I thought you were just making up a song. Oh, no. That's a song? Okay. It's not really a legit song. It's just a clip that, you know, has become a social media sensation. Is that a left stroke? (laughs) (laughs) Miriam, do you know Rise and Shine? No, girl. What? Nobody knows Rise and Shine, now. What guys? Like it's a viral, viral, viral moment. Like even if you don't care for the Kardashians and Jenners and whatever. You know what? We'll do a poll. I want to know how many audience members of ours know that versus don't. You know what I think? What? I don't even think audience members care oh, about Rise okay. and Shine. Okay. Fair enough. I don't care about that. We can move on. Yeah, um, let's do it. But, I mean, con- like, in converse to that, it's definitely not very nice outside. It's not shining. It's rainy. It's dull for the mm-hmm. second week in a row. Maybe third. I don't know. It's been like this for a few weeks now, right? Yeah, I don't I mean, like it. It's the fall, so I again, it's the fall. It's not the spring, right? Exactly. So I don't get why it's raining so damn much. Like it's fine if you're cold a little bit, but you don't need to rain too. Anyway, anyway, enough about weather. Let's get into quick hits. Yes, please. I thought you never asked. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> just as we're about to start recording, we got breaking news. Maybe it's not that breaking anymore, boop, 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 but it was breaking news. They said they found Whisk Kid. Mm. And T.Y. Savage. Mm. This was in France? Mm. Am I making that up? Paris. Uh-huh. Paris. Paris is in France, yes. In Paris, France, <laughs> they were making out. No, no, they were not making out. They were French kiss- kissing. They were French kissing. They were French in France. French kissing in that France. Only that only makes sense. Like, I'm what else are you supposed that. to do? And they were on stage, apparently, doing yeah. this. So it was for the world to see, which makes me wonder motives. But react, what do you think? <laughs> um, I agree with that. That just wrapped it up in a beautiful word. You motive. can't agree with me, like no, no, no. I'm, I'm wrapped. <laughs> like if I'm just saying, it's motive is all I think of. Like, hmm. Why did you? What's that? going on? Why'd you do that? I mean, it it reminds me of um that stretch of time where Rihanna and Drake were dancing on any stage they could find, like grinding on each other. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? It's like that. It's like you're just teasing us because you know we all care. But I don't think it's really going to do anything or mean anything in the long run. Mm. So you don't so. think it's a possibility? You're just toying with us. You're just playing with us. But, I mean, I wouldn't, I, on the same token, I would not be surprised if days from now they confirm their relationship or whatever. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. I don't think Which, What do would. you think is more likely? Do you think it's the latter or the former? Um, I don't think they're going to announce their relationship because it... There's literally no purpose in announcing a relationship. Yeah. Even if they had a relationship, first of all. Yeah. Right? Like, I kind of look at it similar to, like, Simeon Files or yeah. Simeon Adekunle Go, yeah. which is Simeon Files. It's not real. It's just for play. It's just play Simeon Adekunle Go, like, oh, it's real, but it's not for your consumption. So it's either one of those. It seems more like the Simeon... If I want to use that comparison, it seems more like the Simeon Files one, or it's like, okay, they're just doing it because they yeah. have good chemistry. Yeah. It attracts people. But I can imagine, I can see it being a real relationship. I still just don't think they would announce it. Like, unless they're getting married, there's right. no point in them coming like, oh, we're together, guys, officially. Like, I guess what I enough. what I mean by confirm it is, like, posting, like, an Instagram picture where it's, like, clearly not for... But they've done stuff like that, low-key. Like, they've You're done, right. like, stuff where, like, it's like oh, my, my best friend, my queen, my, like... 
And it's like, oh, You're like right. that's how stuff like kind of that's what sparked it even more. Because people like, I'm oh, trying to think of an example that like, works, um, but they like I can't. synchronized Instagram posts like to each other. Like they. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, before. I feel like I was gonna try to think of an example where, like, or like you know, like when um Drake and J Lo did that thing, but then that also wasn't really a long lasting mm-hmm. real relationship. And yeah. like you just mentioned, um. Wizkid and T.Y. have done this in the past. So it's like, I don't know yeah. what they could do on Instagram outside of saying, we are together that would confirm this anymore yeah, or less. I, I think it's just, that. yeah, yeah. I think we're just going to have to go along for the ride and see how it goes. But yeah. Okay, cool. Good for are them. You, would you like to see them together or do you not care? I really, I really don't care, but they're not like a relationship for like, I need this. You know what I mean? Like I'm a, such a Drake and Rihanna stand forever or like a Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez fan. <laughs> forever. Okay, okay fine. I'm a Justin and Selena fan forever. So with yeah, that, see, like, there's certain relationships where, like, I, I see you just you just do. love no. it. No, 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 no. Fine, we're, we're not gonna, gonna talk about it. No, we're but not. for for my people out there who care, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. You know what I'm talking about. I do have a question though. What? Since you brought it up, okay. Um, so what phase trying to talk about <laughs> that you're not going to talk about? <laughs> It's Justin Bieber and his wife and Selena and Selena singing about Justin Bieber, mm-hmm. but Justin Bieber is married and mm-hmm. the wife said, I'll kill you. <laughs> Unnecessary white people drama. We're not even going to get involved. This is okay, childish stuff. Right, right. But I think it kind of goes to another thing that we are going to talk about mm-hmm. because you want to talk about it. Faye runs everything here, guys. I just oh, Faye really? Says we're talking about really? this and I'm like, okay, cool. Okay. Um, but... Recently, Gina Rodriguez was like catching a little bit of flack because uh-huh. she used the N word. Uh huh. Speaking and, of white people troubles, right? But I realized that I'm saying it that she's not white. Oh yeah, she's not super but white. But she's being treated like she's white, right? Because that's okay. what the reaction is from. Yeah. So, what do you think? What are your thoughts? For backstory, for those that of you that don't know, Gina Rodriguez was caught—not even caught. She posted a live of her singing to, I think it was "Ready or Not" by the Fugees. Okay. Um and. The N word was dropped in the in the um, song, and she said it very flippantly. It didn't look like she was like, mm-hmm. you know, she wasn't adding any sauce to it. She was just saying it like she'd be saying it on the reg. You get what I'm saying? She was just singing the song, and of course, people have their opinions on it. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I don't think she should say it. Okay, Why? because I know people like saying that Hispanic people are with us they're you know one in the same almost to the to the to the extent that they can say that word but i disagree i feel like it's complete two different cultures two different experiences like okay you want to know how i look at it when a white person looks at a hispanic person they don't see black they mm-hmm. see hispanic mm-hmm. so I don't see black when I see an Hispanic person and I don't care if you're for the culture, with the culture. There's plenty of white people with the culture, for the culture, and we're not giving them a pass. Why do Hispanics just have a resounding pass in a lot of, you know, a lot of spaces? Yeah, no, no. So I see what you're saying. Uh I understand parts of it. Uh I do disagree with a major part of it. I think that, yes, you're right in that Hispanics are obviously not black people. Yeah. We can't really argue that. Yeah. But I do think that and I also don't think people look at Hispanics and say, oh, Hispanics are black. Yeah. I, they're obviously not black. We know that they're different. Right. But it's kind of like we're in the same struggle. And oh, from what a lot of black people have said, right? I'm yeah. not going to represent black people. What yeah. black people have said <laughs> is they view the word as being offensive because of its historical like roots. Context, yeah. Right? But it, it's her, the historical context is specifically tied to white people and black people. Right. So I think that 
if I'm going to diagnose what has happened in general, is that a lot of people in the black community, not all, obviously, but mm-hmm. a, a percentage, look at Hispanics and say, you're not the people that use that word against us. So we don't, when you use that word, it doesn't carry the same meaning. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't feel like anything like that because you're not the people like right. that used it. So right. like specifically for white people, you, have like, a point yes, there. you can't say it. Hispanic people, it depends, right? So that's where it becomes, okay, it depends. If it looks like it could be hurtful. If, I, if you look more white than I'm looking <laughs> See, at that's what funny. I'm saying. Why are we allowing those nuances, though? Like, why is it that if you're like... Because um, a huge part of this is like Cardi B can say it, right? Like, mm-hmm. And it, she gets the pass overwhelmingly. A lot of that being for the fact that she's like Afro-Latina and is more black passing. <laughs> that's even a thing. As opposed to like white passing, like mm-hmm. a Gina Rodriguez. But it's like once we start getting into those nuances, that's how, to me, you should know that it kind of should just be painted with the same brush. Like we should have one broad stroke for that sect of people because it's like, oh, so is it like a light skinned person can do something see, different than a black or a darker skin person? It's like, why? I understand what you're saying, right? But life is about nuances. Like that's just life. Sure. There's no, as much as it's easy, like you said, to just have a broad paint stroke and be like, okay, if you're not black, you can't say it. Like, What's to say, like, I can't take it another level and say, like, oh, if you're not, like, African-American, you can't. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, even though to you, you're going to you're gonna tell me it's different because, right. oh, they're black. But, like, doesn't matter. What if someone that's, like, Indian, like, a lot of Indian people are, like, can pass for black. Like, they're really dark. Are, that's are what you, I'm saying. I'm not going to. are you going to put the Are line? we not going to feel weird about an Indian person saying nigga? I think Indian, we Indian do. Indian people say nigga all the time. I'm saying I, okay, maybe that, that maybe I should say from my point of view because this is a very dicey topic from my point of view if you're not black just save yourself the trouble just don't say the word like I mean, why even course, go into that course, territory I, I don't want you, i don't think it's necessary i don't think you should i think you should just it's not your word even black people within the black community we're still arguing whether you should say it or not some right. black people don't think you should say it so why right. now why are you now introducing yourself to a, a very no, sensitive no, course, area that right. you should just but not even go there again it goes back to who is who people accept the word differently right? yeah so like you said there's some black people that don't even think black people should say it but obviously they're not going to be part of this conversation they don't even like you know what i'm saying like it's already they're in a different extreme of the spectrum right it's a spectrum everyone is different people accept different things mm-hmm. so the generally speaking hispanics are more liable to be accepted for saying the saying the word right generally speaking I'm not going to be as offended, obviously, if a Hispanic yeah. person says it than a white person. But yeah. now I'm not talking about offense levels. Because same with, like, a black person who doesn't like the word. They're not going to be offended if a black person says it. They might just not like a black person saying it. Whereas they they probably do feel offended with a white person saying it. You know, there's a, there's a different discussion being or taking place if you're talking about black people saying it versus white people saying it. Even if you don't like it, point blank, period. Do you get what I'm saying here? Like... Let's say you're Oprah and you don't like the use of the word, period. You're not offended when a black person says it. You just don't like when they say it. I, Whereas I, I, you I, might I, be offended when a white person says it. I would slightly disagree because they might be offended. but it doesn't Okay, sure. Way. Like I, I'm, I'm not really of that ilk, so I can't yeah. really speak I, I to that. I think that they would be offended. Of thought. If it's just a dislike, then it's not a big deal. I think that someone right. would be offended. Right. So maybe there are levels to it. I'm not looking at Cardi saying it and like feeling like, ew, like she's saying it. And even when... Gina's saying it. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm, I'm not looking at her like, oh my gosh, like honestly, she just, just offended to me, me. I just think just don't say it. To me, like why listen, say it? Song I understand not. if you say like don't say it like from a PR standpoint and blah, blah blah. I'm not thinking PR. I'm just thinking life. And to me, I don't see the big deal because, like you said, she's Hispanic. Oh, mad Hispanics people say it, and Hispanics like 
again, it comes back to your background. It comes out to how you relate. It comes out to how you come. Like, it's so many things. It's not so simple to be like Hispanics. In a perfect world or in the easiest world, if you just made no Hispanics say it, then there would be no confusion. But life is not like that. So we know that Hispanics say it. We know that, like, if you're Hispanic, if you grow right. up in a okay, black, so if you grow up in a gra- black community, you grow up, all your friends are black. You basically grow up identifying as black, more right, or less. Right. You don't see so, the big deal. Your friends don't see the big deal. People around don't see the big deal. People accept you for it. So, so. let's wrap this up by simplifying it. For you, you don't think it's a problem that, she, like, if you were hanging out with her, like, at a kickback, and that song came on, and she was rocking and saying the word, you wouldn't be bothered by it. Whereas I would be. I'm. When I say bothered, I'm not gonna like smack her up the side of the head. I would just be like, mm, maybe you shouldn't have said that, girl. But keep it moving. Whereas if a white person did it, I would be stopped in my tracks. And like, really? You know what I'm saying? Like, the the reaction is different. I just honestly for think, sure, but I, just, I don't necessarily think it should be I taken place think, either way. I think way. that we just people in general need to move on and like concentrate on bigger things in the world. That's me. I'm not right. worried about Gina or Juga saying the N word. Like, that's it makes okay. no difference to me. Right, right, right. I don't. It didn't really need to be this huge topic. I agree. Like, I but. Still, yeah, there's white people that say the N word and they live. So, why are we like tripping on Hispanic person? That's my point. Like, Hispanics can say it. If white people are still saying it, like, let's worry about so that. That's, first. Okay, we ended there. Hispanics like, to you, Hispanics can say it to me. I don't think, like, why? Just we don't started do up it. with Justin Bieber. Just like, I've heard a clip yeah, of Justin Bieber. Yeah, and I think it was kind of foul, good. but I'm right. still going to listen to Justin Bieber's music. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, right. I agree with you. Right. It's not like, to me, it's not earth shattering. The word doesn't, like, you know, really move me one way or the other in terms of how i operate on a day-to-day but um yeah do we have another quick hit you want to talk about uh i'm trying to decide if you talk about it we can we can mention that we can mention okay um we can mention the breakfast club sure and the little drama yeah 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 um so yeah go ahead monish you give the backstory um yeah i mean it's basically just charlemagne went rogue if you will um angela yi and gucci have a little bit of a beef i think it stems from some like old stale news like gucci said something to angela yi and they disagree on the context of that like in terms of making passes at one another you know what mm-hmm. i'm trying to say yeah, yeah, I got you. um and so gucci and angela don't have a good rapport angela stands or excuse me envy stands by angela um in the sense that angela doesn't want to do business with um with gucci doesn't want to interview him blah 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 envy agrees so they weren't going to interview him on breakfast club but charla Decided I'm going to do my own thing on my own platform and interview him anyway. Um, with that, apparently, Angela, you unfollow Charlemagne. Um, I don't think it's only because of the fact that he interviewed him regardless of how they felt. It's also because Gucci was saying very unfavorable things about Angela. He called her a bitch. She just was very extra with it. And, you know, Charlotte didn't really do anything to. Yeah. To yeah. defend her. Yeah, no, I, I heard about the whole thing when it was happening. I think it's interesting. I think it's a longer conversation, honestly. But I, I, I think it's two ways to it. I don't think it's as obvious as maybe some people might mm-hmm, think, where mm-hmm. it's like he could never do it. Um, I was listening to the Joe Biden podcast, and I kind of low-key agree with what Joe Biden said, where mm-hmm. it's like, first of all, I start off with, like, are they friends? Mm-hmm. Right? I think people could assume they're friends, and I... I would probably lean towards like, okay. They they consider themselves friends, friendly, so that changes things. Least, yeah. Not friendly, friends, because okay. that's different. Okay. If you're like, if my coworker at work, true. If I'm not friends with him, I don't. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not carrying you don't owe anything beef, to like, them. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if you're friends or if you're family, like yeah, that's right. that's a difference. Yeah. So it's not even about like professionalism. If they're not friends, then it's about professionalism. Like, okay, like what do you owe to your coworker? I think he'll be completely fine if they're just not friends at all. 
If they are friends, I think that's when it becomes an issue. And I think that by the reaction, it seems Angela Lee kind of agrees. And Angela Lee is like, you were my friend, but you did this. And so I don't like, you know, like you don't have my back that way. That's how I see it. I but, agree with that. I think we're on the same page. I don't really have much to add on it besides like, I don't think, I don't think Charlotte really owed her anything. Like you said, if they're not, they don't have that close bond. But um, at the same time, I feel like even if you don't like with with the type of co-working relationship they have it's not like ours it's not like corporate america like they go to events together they have functions together they move in spaces together and they have to have like interactions with a third party a lot of times like outside of the three of them so you know just to keep the peace to keep everybody everything going going well i feel like you should just kind of just remove yourself from situations that cause drama like this you know what i'm saying like yeah just because the the nature of their co-working relationship is a little different than the rest of us. Yeah. No, I mean, I yeah. think what you're saying essentially is just, is it worth it? And yeah, I, I mean, he obviously decided it was worth it for him. Yeah. And, you know, maybe a lot of people from the outside now are like, nah, it probably wasn't it worth really it. It wasn't, like, I don't think. For Gucci, so. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, it's we'll, not like a major. Yeah. Whatever. We'll talk more about Gucci later on, I think. But oh, for yeah. now, There's a lot we to can talk wrap about up our, our quick hits. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Get ready for the main events. Mm-hmm. All right. Commercial day. All right, so um, main event time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I guess we're right now in the thick of the Me Too area. No, I'm not going to say that. We're not in the thick of the Me Too era, but we've, we're coming out of it, I feel. Um, but one topic that doesn't really get broached very much to me in the Me Too type of conversation is um, professional... No, professor. <laughs> having a hard time with words right now. Professor-student relationships. Okay. Um, I feel like I don't really hear very much about that, especially in um, Western media. It doesn't really come up very much, but we definitely know it to be a huge issue back home. Mm-hmm. Um, so in in light of that, we, we both watched a documentary this past weekend that we yeah. felt um, was super important, and why not talk about it on mic? Um, it was a BBC Africa production. Um, it's called Sex with Grades or Sex for Grades. It's called Sex for Grades. It is yeah. available on YouTube. You should, first mm-hmm. of all, definitely check it out. Um, we're going to yeah. talk about it extensively, give you our feedback on what we think and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. But you should take the time out to watch it. It's actually a really, really good video. It's about an hour long, so it doesn't take that long to watch. And it's really good. It's really done well. Like It's an interesting they, they have, so what they do is they have investigative journalists, mm-hmm. a couple of them, yeah. and they pose as students, undergraduate students, and um, also more importantly, like, underage students. Yeah. So they pose, like, they're 17. The age, this is in Lagos and in Ghana. Mm-hmm. Um, the age of, I don't know, if they didn't mention it for Ghana, but for Lagos, I know the age of consent is 18. 18 yeah. So they pose to be, like, 17-year-old girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, they basically would create a relationship with their professors. Not even create. They would just be, like, professor, they just put themselves can you be my mentor? the line of fire, or, yeah. Yeah, professor, I need your help. I want to become this kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. I would like for you to help me more. Mm-hmm. And the professors would do their best to take advantage of that. And right. they had a lot of nasty tactics, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, let's be friends, a lot of like, oh, I won't tell your mother. Oh. Like a lot, a lot of that type of like. It was very gross very, language. Yeah, it was very crazy. So, what, yeah. what were your overall thoughts about it? First of all, um, I liked having a succinct picture or image of what we all know to take place because mm-hmm. I feel like we we all hear stories and we know like tidbits here and there, but I don't think I've ever been presented with it in this manner where like, okay, it's it's in 
many different circumstances it's like i might not even have a class with this professor like there was um instances where i'm just in the camp or on campus i'm just in the area and people are coming up to me or asking me to do things and it's like okay a lot of times you hear about it for a specific grade or whatever the case might be but it Mm -hmm. might just even be for opportunities or to transfer to the class so seeing um the broadness of the of the epidemic and like just how it takes place and the nuances of it it was super interesting and i appreciated it yeah no i think i agree with you i think that we as being connected to that culture and everything that's going on there like it's not a surprise like there's mad movies like right. nollywood all that stuff like it's, right. a, it's a constant topic like we're right. we're desensitized to it honestly because mm-hmm. we know what happens mm-hmm. but i think it's very different especially for me anyway because i didn't go to university in yeah Nigeria. yeah um, so i've never really actually been in the right. environment i haven't right. been close to anyone that like might be going through that yeah um so you almost like don't even think of them as like real people that like are going through this so watching the, the documentary to me, I'm like, yo, that is crazy. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that crossed my mind was the age thing, which Loki also think like we don't even pay enough attention to. So like, that, Africans yeah. have a general problem with that, which yeah. is like another conversation. <laughs> but we don't pay attention to it at all. Because if you think about it, in Nigeria, you can get you could be in university by 15. Yeah. So now we're talking about it's possible that professors are preying on 15 year old girls, yeah. and they know they're 15. Like it's oh, not they like, know it's like. That's what I appreciated. Like they they made it very clear to present certain facts. Like, hey, this is this is a fifteen year old, or this is like within the context of the conversation that we yeah. that were being taped. It wasn't just like outside on the documentary sphere. It was like these professors were faced with certain facts, and they would just ignore it. Like they wouldn't even like ignore it. I wouldn't say. I think they just don't acknowledge it. It's like not even a point of. It didn't make a difference to it them. Didn't it didn't make a change difference. their opinion. They still felt like they were gonna do whatever they wanted to do. Right. And right. Yeah. No. It was. It was very crazy. Like I just couldn't believe what I was watching. The craziest story I think was the main guy. I forget yeah. his name. Boniface. Yeah. I Boniface. believe was his name. Ugh, he was a pastor, or he is. Not. I don't think it's yeah. a Boston. Yeah. He's he a is pastor. a pastor. As far as I know, no one. Had, I think one person lost their job. I don't know who. Um. Well. He tried to kill himself actually. Who? Okay. After this documentary came out? Yeah, whatever. I don't care uh. about it. But, yeah, but he's still hired, though, at Unilag. So, Professor Boniface was a pastor, like a nearby church, and a professor. And this a very, guy... It sounds like an esteemed professor. Yes, yeah, very esteemed campus, professor. Yeah. And, like, was obviously had some intelligence to him and was just a very, like... And I think what's worth noting when it comes to him is that it sounds like when they were filming this documentary, a lot of people were coming to them with this name. It wasn't like they stumbled across this professor. It sounds like right. he's, he's been running rampant in this in this yeah um, no no it is it is community for a it while. is important I think yeah I think it's important that we note that um, part of the documentary I mean which just makes sense but yeah. we should say it yeah um, was that they tried to go. They try to create the situation with professors that they had heard people yeah, complain exactly. about. So exactly. of course like hopefully this is not all professors yeah. right so it's like hopefully i want to say it's a small percentage but i have no Ugh. reference yeah but the point being it wasn't just like they randomly just found professors it was more of like okay we know boniface like we've heard about him right. he does a lot let's see if if it's really true same thing with the guy in ghana so they they tried to get those guys i mean we could get to this a little bit later but i i feel like it's not even a small percentage because it just sounds or it seems as though there's a system in place that kind of perpetuates it, much like a lot of what we heard in the Me Too movement here in the mm-hmm. um, in the industries that were targeted here or discussed here. Um, it just seems like there's a system in place that allows for it to take place. And then also 
like one of the professors wasn't targeted at all. Like he kind of put himself into the line of fire by yeah. walking up to the main producer, I would say, of this documentary. Kiki Mordi. Kiki. So it's like I wouldn't say it's a small percentage. I would say it's probably I, mean, I don't want to. I don't want to put percentages on it, but I just would say it's like a, it's a lot more. Of I wouldn't a, argue with you because I have no no frame of reference. Yeah. I have no idea, but I think that's what I would just say. I was yeah. I was being hopeful. Yeah, I was just saying I hope that it's a small percentage, <laughs> yeah. but I have no way of knowing. Yeah, someone out there probably has a more better way of knowing. Figures. Right. It yeah. seems like something like someone should be doing, but mm-hmm. no one is trying to do. At least the universities Which, themselves. Yeah, they're like you said, it's a system in place that mm-hmm. allows. For a lot of this to go on, which like, like I think they were saying like in Unilag, like they just like this year in twenty nineteen. Yeah, they just finally have policy that like How? says like Slay? okay, yeah. you can't do the craziness. Like, and I think students. it's great that you brought up earlier that we both. I mean, you went to school here, and so did I. So we both don't really have a frame of reference that's as personal as somebody who went to school in Nigeria. Right. I feel like those people would be able to say, oh, I mean, this documentary was just. I mean, this is life on the regular. Like, it didn't really shed light on anything new for them. Yeah. But it did start a more about-face conversation that people just can't ignore as they choose to. Yeah. Um, like, one of my favorite lines is in the documentary was something along the lines of, let's shift the shame from the victim to those who perpetrate it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like all along, it's this whole issue has been in the dark because we're always focused on the victim. Are they saying the truth? Are they saying, are they not saying the truth? But yeah. if a, there are enough victims, then that's just a non, that's a non issue. Like even if eight out of 10 of the people are lying, like two people are saying the truth. So yeah. that, that it's like a non issue. I have a thing like in this situation, like I don't even think, Honest, don't people people don't disbelieve them people know that it happens like this mm-hmm. is not like the me too or like all the other movements where it's like oh like are you t-? like people know that like no we know it's a reality, yeah. It's a reality. Yeah. Yeah. i think like but see what you said like it's kind of like this reality is in your face and you can't like if, if you don't see something it's very different than when you see it yeah. right if you hear something happens versus you were there like your reaction is just different because you were yeah. there you saw it you know like yeah. There, you can't even have any kind of doubt. You can't even say, oh, maybe it wasn't that bad. Maybe the girl this. Like, nah. Because, and I think that's why I brought it up in the sense that I think we all know it's a reality. But for whatever reason, like, it's been in the dark because victims don't want to say anything. Because they know that once it's um, them versus a professor, it always ends up being a question of the victim and not a, the professor. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm saying, yeah. like, when it ends up getting boiled down to individual cases, mm-hmm. that's when the conversation becomes more about the victim as opposed to the perpetrator. And it's yeah. like, how? Like, that's so lopsided or, like, you know, upside down. It should be the other way around. We should be, you know, there's there's no reason these professors should even have mouths to say, oh, I didn't mean it like that. Like, there was so much I didn't mean it like that. I didn't. That's not how it was supposed to come off. Like, yeah. how else is it supposed to come off when you're buying her heels to work to your office? Ever. Yeah. 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 
They try to like hide and blend in and don't stand out or whatever. It's like and you know, and, and I think and I think like yeah, I think yeah, I think yeah. that's a really good point. Like in the documentary, they kind of talked about how they targeted students, right? Yeah. And it was they didn't just target any student. And you know, like you're talking about like you know maybe the way you dress or the way like your personality. Like, you try not to stand out in the crowd. Yeah. But the way these professors were even doing it was. Of course, I'm sure they target students like that, mm-hmm. but because university is a little bit different than like secondary school, where like you have to, you know, like you have a little more freedom and not yeah. as tied to them. Yeah. What they specifically were doing, they're targeting students that are struggling. Yeah. So like they're targeting students they that like that, yeah. did bad. So if you did bad at like your parents are paying for school, like you're in a desperate situation, like now you feel like I really need a professor to help whatever, me. Yeah. Like, and if this is how, how I'm gonna get my help, like that's why it's called sex for grades. Like if you're getting a good grade. You don't need to. You, you know, you're probably not going to be in this situation for sure. Chances but, are. but, Actually, but, I was going to say stories like that where they they just target who they want to target. So some people actually they do they're really good, but they they see you and they want you. They're they going to find a reason. Yeah. Which is what I was going to bring up. Because I was like, funny enough, like, that's perfect for Marion to bring up. But because funny enough, like, although they did mention that a lot of it is targeting struggling students, none Mm -hmm. of the circumstances that were aired really were about a struggling student. One of them was like, I want an internship. One of them is I want a mentorship. One of them was I just want to transfer to your class. It's like none of these were struggling students. They were just a pretty girl beautiful because one of the overwhelmingly used words but it's like you're just a girl that i'm attracted has, to and i'll any, find a has reason anybody to told you you're beautiful today <laughs> like no except you <laughs> like i need you to tell me that but okay yeah. Uh, but yeah it's like none of those circumstances were about a struggling student like you were keeping her grades kiki the main i guess narrator of the mm-hmm. documentary dropped out of school because it was like i'm not even i can't even interact with this professor i'm not getting anywhere and i can't keep going without my grades it's like what are you supposed to do in those circumstances no i do think i do think that's a that's a huge issue yeah you know it's it's so funny because watching the documentary um you realize like i don't know if it's a one-to-one connection but you realize that like yo it's even closer than you would think right like so like the withdrawing like you don't have an exam grade type then like i know someone that like literally went to school did all the did everything and at the end of semester last semester even the professor is like, oh, we can't find your papers. Yeah. And, you know, like, from the outside, the, the person, that's all the person said, right? Mm-hmm. The person didn't give any more, just like, Context, they yeah. couldn't find the papers, they tried to fight through the school, mm-hmm. they had to just retake that class. But now, watching the documentary, I'm like, oh, like, yeah. is this why I couldn't find the yeah. papers? Because how do you go to, like, how do papers get missing? missing like, it yeah. makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, damn, like, this is, and it's <sighs> like, literally, it's very common for people to, like, have exams missing. Like, it's actually a very common thing. Like, their paper, like, oh, yeah, I took the exam, but my papers are missing. They said yeah. they can't find And literally, to me, I'm like, oh, if they can't find it, like, that means they're going to give you an A. Like, that's their that's fault. That's their fault. <laughs> like, I can't imagine, like, because, like, like we've mentioned, I, I've gone up to professors many a time with whatever issues, like, mm-hmm. outside of, like, an exam. It's, like, whatever issue. And I was never, like worried or concerned for my for my like potential whatever in the class because i was worried the professor would do whatever to me you know what i'm trying to say and i can't imagine putting myself in that mindset where like every female i'm sure that goes to school abroad that's what they're thinking with any interaction with a professor that seems like it could go sideways like any male professor that might have given them one eye too many like you know, I can't... Can you imagine putting yourself in that position? I don't even think no, guys no. in Nigeria can. Or not, guys I mean, in Ghana point, can. Yeah, at this point, they don't, right? Because it was actually a scene 
um, where the one investigative journalist, I forget her name, but she was like the main one. Yeah, so she yeah. went the furthest. Yeah. And I was like, yo, yeah, with bonuses, girl, yeah. girl, please. Girl, plus, like, press that panic button, girl, please. <laughs> I was definitely scared for her. Yeah. But she um, she had a conversation with me. She, like, like, she literally had the conversation. was literally like, oh, like, so this is like girls are paying, like, Basically, the Boniface was like, yeah, they're paying for with their, their bodies. With their bodies. Yeah. And she was like, oh, but it's not fair to guys. Yeah. Like, guys can't do the same thing. And it's like, eh. It's and it's so funny because, like, the way she worded it, I, it was clearly to appeal to him in a way that the other way wouldn't work. Meaning, usually you would be like, oh, it's not fair. Like, why should I have to pay with my body? Guys don't. She said it in a way where it's, oh, but then girls get like an unfair advantage advantage to put to like make appeal to him in a different way than the obvious and he still didn't really take the bait he was like i mean yeah duh like what that's just not how it i I just i mean even to that point i feel like when you hear about sexual abuse i feel like there's still this antiquated way of looking at it where you expect it to be more violent or like groping and things of the sort like rape in like the most violent sense you know what i'm trying to say yeah and people forget about these subtle nuances and I think, subtle approaches i think what this documentary really showed was grooming exactly grooming that's is like I was a word they at. always put exactly like, you lot, but like i think if you've never been through that like you don't understand what it that's means that's what i mean but yeah. literally when i was watching like, especially like the boniface guy because yeah. he was just like the star of the documentary <laughs> like watching him i was like this is grooming because literally like he took his time he wasn't in a rush yep like he would drop hints like oh you're beautiful type things but like it wasn't in a rush and like he literally he laid out the landscape to her he told her everything it's like this is how it goes yeah he was he wasn't like this, this is, is how it goes and yeah. this is how it's going to be yeah he's like this is how it goes and then eventually he's like okay like now it's your turn like you've been schooled but didn't you see that escalation like first it was like i'm gonna introduce god into this and have this weird ass long ass prayer oh, like, and like prayer Yo, first oh. of all, that prayer, we have to talk about the prayer. <laughs> okay. Because I was telling someone that he is, like, diseased. He's, like, a demon. Oh. You see how he was praying? Like, I swear, like, he was getting, like, sexual satisfaction. Oh, for sure. Did from you? a prayer. Did you see like, the oh smile, God. the smirk, the the way in which he said it? Like, the way he was shaking his legs. The way he was Yo, shaking. he couldn't sit she, still. Like, like, she, like she, she mentioned, like, like she his was, legs was were wide hump, open. He was dry humping the air. Like he it was, was it was absolutely while disgusting. Calling God and saying in Jesus' name, yo, he said. In oh. cases like his, it's like <laughs> that's when you're being a, a pastor out of like like the, this type of gratification or this type of um, access. It's yeah. not because of you know the the typical real reason why you should be a pastor. But I say that to say like you could see the escalation from like prayer and like saying you're beautiful every day to by the end where that panic room situation was taking place where he did become very domineering and mm-hmm. and and again not in the way we all expect like something as subtle as getting up to go to the bathroom you're leaving her there to be stuck with her feelings to be a little bit shaken up like you're mm-hmm. going there to get yourself together like okay what's the next step and you're also thinking about how it's gonna make her feel like starting with the wine and everything of that situation it was like okay that's clearly the escalation that's clearly how it it takes you're not in a rush like you said you didn't do it from the onset like that like you knew what yeah. you were doing at the beginning so you could get to the end because imagine the next time she would have seen him for like any like if this was a real situation and there yeah. was a next time and i think it would be think, that much worse and i think that the uh, like the the really powerful thing from that scene yeah was not just like she so she stayed a really long time in the scene like yeah. she 
try to go all, as long as she as possibly long could. As possible, like she yeah. stayed way too long for yeah. me anyway. Like I was like that was just too dangerous. But she stayed as long as she could. Like literally, like he hugged her, a weird hug Ooh, and all she that. Was like, sh- she had to calm herself down, physically- knowing. She was physically shaking. He even, like, after he hugged her, he, like, oh, like, look at you. You're shaking. Small girl. You're a baby. Like, like, and what I was trying to get to was, like, the way that he reacted to her shaking and stuff. I don't know if she called it, but I called it. Listen, is that if she wasn't doing it for the purpose that she was doing it for, like, she would definitely go back and it would go further. Because that's what I'm saying. What she said about it was, like, it made her feel so small. Yeah. Like, when he was saying that. Yeah. you can easily imagine a situation where, like, now you're feeling small. You don't want to be small. You're going to be defensive. And funny enough, you're going to be defensive in a way that's going to hurt you the most. And even if it's not out of defense, it's like, oh, I've already gone this far. Like, I can't. I mean, I, I need Like, the fact that you get to that position in the first place yeah. is because you need something out of that person. Yeah. And so, like, I've already gone this far. I'm so close to getting what I need. I just need to see him one more time. And yeah. you know, like, by then, he knows, like, oh, she's come back to me three, four times. Okay, now I know I can get as far as I want. Now I yeah. know I can keep escalating. And, like, it's, again, like, <laughs> think about the girl that doesn't have that panic button. Yeah. Like, you saw how shook she was. She was calming herself down. She was like, you know, calm down, calm down. And she that, that, that's with her knowing that, okay, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm out of this. Like, I'm going to be safe. Yeah. Think about those girls who aren't. And a lot of them might do whatever they do because I have to. I don't know what else this is going to turn into otherwise. Like, yeah. just tapping I mean, into that it's, psyche. It's, is just, a, it's a desperation. And yeah. Especially, like, in Nigeria and African countries, we know, like, how important education mm-hmm. is. Like, even mm-hmm. if we know, like, it's not guaranteed you're going to get a job. And, like, but literally, you almost have to be educated to have doors yeah. open for you. Yeah. So, like, imagine coming from a family. Like, maybe your parents didn't go to college. They're working hard to, pay to get you, you through. Yeah, because yeah, it's not, like, scholarships are not as common. Yeah. Thing. Like, you're usually paying your way through. Yeah. So, it's like, you you know that, like, you can't go back home. Or you feel like you can't go back yeah. home and tell your parents, like... You can imagine, yeah. yeah. And it's so crazy because you really can't. Like, even the Kiki story, like, it was it was really sad. But it was really sad because it was like, yo, she like she talked about, like, her dad wasn't alive. And yeah. she felt like if her dad was alive. But, like, her mom was alive. But, like, I don't know her family. You, don't, you yeah, never know. You don't know. But it's like, damn, like, you you really do have a support system. But in that moment, you don't feel you like don't it. don't feel like and it. And so you go through it alone. And, you know, the worst can happen when you drop out. Or, like, the other girl said, like, now she's, like, suicidal. And she's trying to kill herself multiple Four times. times yeah. And it's like... It doesn't have to be like that. Mm-hmm. So I think we're in a situation now where we know more about it, right? It's more in our faces. And I think it's everyone's duty to be like, even if someone that you don't think is going through anything, like, just let people know that, like, you know, like, you have support you your back, yeah. in any kind of situation. Because I think and you feel supportless. You feel like yeah. there's no one to help you. And yeah. I think we have to call out the universities as well. Oh, yeah. Because it's Ew. pretty ridiculous Messy. that there could be Gross. a cold room. Yeah. On campus. What is that? What the fuck is that? It's, I'm sorry. Excuse my language, room. but come on. It's the cold room. Why is that anywhere on campus? Why is there disco? Like, what is disco, disco lights. lights happening in, on a <laughs> campus? How is that a senior lounge? Like, Even if it was just professors going there, why is there a disco light there? Even it's, if you're not yeah. bringing students there. It's very inappropriate. And funny enough, like Kanye, you just said, like, even if it's just professors, like, they're female professors. Like, like what? Female professors have to be, like... <laughs> they probably have their own documentary hey. of the stuff that they have to go through. Because hey. like, they work with these same men and these same men have this mentality. And even though they target younger girls because they're more desperate, like, they... If you have that mentality, you like access to anything, exactly, any like anyone, you have person. any kind of yeah. power. So even if you're just like the dean of the the school department, or something yeah. department, if you have a female professor under you, you might feel like you have power over her. Now you have the same dynamic. So 
It's you know crazy. how much of a system it was? It's like that room when we, you know, had a glimpse into it. She was mentioning how like someone that even bring her there was saying, oh, come dance with me, blah, blah, blah. Like nobody, it wasn't like everybody was like, who why is this 17 year old girl in the senior room? It's like, oh, okay. It's Here, the norm. Another it's one, the norm. another one for me it's to. It's the norm. And, and yeah, up. like I'm just like, I'm sure there's probably some drugs in there. Like, yeah. I can imagine girls would get drugged in there, like all kinds of crazy for things. For sure. So it's like, I, I just don't understand like how that, like, and like I said, we have to call out the universities. Like it's ridiculous that that would exist on campus. You would know about it. And their statements were very, very meek. Their statements were like, oh, we don't support this. We're not tied to them. We have nothing. We're not associated to the cold room. But it's like, you, um, that's not, your statement should be like. The cold room is there. <laughs> yeah. Like, you need to, first of all, anyone that's like, even on camera related to anything, any kind of, any kind of stain on them, they need to get fired immediately. Like, forget about their benefits. Like, just go through the motion. Like, you need to make an example of some of these people. And we've right. literally, we've found people for you to make an example out of them. Exactly. Like, make a strong example. And then change your policies, like make it, don't create the environment for this to happen, right? Because I think another thing that's really important, I was listening to Malcolm Gladwell, you know Malcolm yeah, Gladwell, he has a new book, what's it called? It's called Talking to Strangers. Charlamagne was literally just talking about this on um, an interview I was watching. But yeah, <laughs> that's Talking before. to Strangers, it's a really good book, you yeah. read it or listen to it mm-hmm. if you're into books or anything like that. Okay. Um, but one of the things that they talked about, one of the chapters was um, how people don't just do things out of doing it, like, just because they want to, mm-hmm. there also has to be the opportunity, mm. right? And it sounds like such a simple and basic thing. But they, they they did it more with, like, people that commit suicide. Yeah. They were, like, um, in England, apparently, you used to be able to um, CO2, like, in the oven. You yeah. used to get CO2, like, it was literally like a pipe. And when people found out, they would kill themselves. And it was, like, a really easy way to uh, die. Like, it's painless. Yeah. You don't look ugly. Like, you, basically, like, if yeah. you want to kill yourself and you want to, like, if you're a vein, yeah, yeah. like, it's the best way to kill yeah. yourself, as bad as that sounds. Yeah. And it was, like, people were killing themselves. Like, a lot of housewives were killing themselves. Mm-hmm. When they, like, stopped, they fixed the technology so you couldn't do that anymore, suicides went down. Um, yeah. And it's, like, oh, it's not that less people want to kill themselves. It's just it's that the they don't even have that way. Exactly. There, yeah. And, like, even with cars. Like, you know, cars used to be, like, CO2 emission. Yeah, yeah. You could lock yourself in, in the, the garage, garage and all that yeah. stuff. Before it used to be way easier. Now, yeah. for you to do it, like, it t- you would have to be there for a long time before yeah. you actually die. So, yeah. it's like, the opportunity is way less. Yeah. And I think it's the same situation. Like, yeah. as a university, you can't eradicate behavior in people, right? People are going to do what they're going to do. But you have to not create the situation. Like, don't let it be so easy. Like, don't let it be so easy for a professor to yeah. create this, to go through this, and not get punished. Like, yeah. you have to make it, like, you get punished. Mm-hmm. We have a real system. And there is no cold room. Like, cold room has to go. Yeah. Senior don't need a staff club. And you have to like welcome the idea of victims coming up and like speaking their truth or whatever you want to yeah. say. Like I feel like some of these professors were able to say I've never had a case against me. And no, like yeah, that's a very like, powerful that's tactic. That's crazy. And it's like it's not because you don't have people that you've done shit to. It's because, you know, the system isn't there that allows yeah. for people to say something. Like yeah. I know like if at my university some shit went down, I know where to go and how to get my voice heard. I feel like that should be the case anywhere. Yeah. Um and of course this documentary made me think of just like the landscape outside of school like how this ends up getting you know perpetuated elsewhere like in the workforce and things of the sort and it's like it, it starts somewhere it starts like Miriam was saying in secondary school or before way Listen, before it starts we have to at have home a, a longer conversation yeah especially like i don't want to be calling out african people because those are our people but yeah. i know just from being in that environment like i know it's just different, it's just different. especially the age thing yeah. like the age thing is literally like they yeah. don't even 
Some <laughs> people do not even think about it, which is scary. Like that Boniface nigga, gross guy. Like I remember one of the scenes with the girl that was um, investigating him. I remember. I can't remember exactly the words or how it was play like presented. Yeah. But I remember she made it like it was clear she was seventeen, mm-hmm. and like he was saying stuff along the lines of "I can get girls like you. I get girls like you all the time." Yeah, that was even very me, weird. he even acknowledged that me in my fifties. Like he acknowledged his age. It's like yeah. I just it's like he just didn't see the fact that it wasn't a normal it relationship. Wasn't a normal like thing. somehow in his mind, like he felt like, yeah, man, I can get any girl. Yeah, seventeen-year-old girls. Like, oh, like that's why would you even like? Why would you even be proud of that? Yeah. Like, I don't know what's the accomplishment. Like, <laughs> like come on, get out of here. So you're competing with seventeen-year-old boys. Like, what? What yeah. do you feel? Like, why do you feel some type of way about it? Like, oh, yeah, no, definitely all ugh. the people that think this way, professors and stuff like that, like are definitely very sick people. Um, but like we kind of mentioned, like it starts really early. So it's a lot of work to be done, like by all people. Yeah. But yeah, we'll just recommend if you haven't seen the documentary, go see it. It's you very powerful. Definitely see and it. Yeah, it makes it makes a difference just watching it. and yeah. even supporting the people that made the documentary. Like let them know that like, like yo, we support this work. Like because yeah. they put themselves in the line of danger. They For really sure. did. Um, so and they did a really good job. Like those, yeah. I want to have the cameras they have. Like I want to be secretly taping people left and right. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think we can kind of wrap up there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. All right. Uh, all right, guys. Um, we're back with shoutouts. Super quick. Um, I guess we could start with our social media followers and some of those that we hold dearly. We appreciate a lot. Um, one of them being my savage truth. Mm-hmm. She's she's a loyal, loyal follower of ours, loyal listener of ours, and we truly appreciate it. We notice all of your um, interactions with us, and and you know we love you for it. Yeah, we love you. Thanks for supporting mm-hmm, us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, we have another one that's always, you know, always on our line. She's like, you know, a perpetual <laughs> um, commenter and things of the sort. Her name is Move Out The Way. Um, and she's, you know, she's just a great follower once again. And speaking of, um, we want to give her a little birthday shout out. Yeah, happy birthday. Happy Whee! birthday. We don't just do this for anybody, though, guys. We're not just shouting birthdays out left and right. You have to be a... Regular follower, just and guys, FYI. by the way, she just turned. I want to say she just turned twenty. Why are you putting her age out there? Did I she have ask? To put it out there. Did she ask? Yeah, I'm submitting her resume. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? If she you're cute. about that life, she's smart. She funny. Send your application. <laughs> we'll yeah. take it from there. But yeah, Scorpio season is wrapping up, so um, we're at the tail end of it, and we we wanted to make sure she was um, given a birthday wish. So there we go. Yeah. Next, <laughs> next. We're also going to shout out Kiki Mordi, who's mm-hmm. a person that did the documentary we just right, talked about. Right. Um, a lot of good job, right? A good, good job hmm. doing the documentary yeah, and everything. Sure. And you know, it's kind of a sad story, her story, but I think that she's you know coming out on, on the end. Yeah. A, a winner. Right? Yeah. Triumphant. Agreed. Yeah. So yeah, just shout her out for for putting the work in. Um, also, I don't know if you saw Google. Did you know how to do like the little doodle dance for random people? So they did. Uh, Fumilayo Ransom Kuti two nice. days ago. That's nice. Fela Kuti's mother, for those that don't know. Um, she's famously known as, like, her quiz question is, like, who's the first Nigerian woman to drive To drive, a car? yeah. That's her. So, they they, they, they honored her. It would have been her, like, 119th birthday Ooh. or something like that. So, yeah, shout out to her. Shout out to Google for Yeah, for recognizing. Hip. Yeah, mm-hmm. I always like when they do that. Um, yeah, that's all my shout outs. Okay. I guess Halloween. 
parties are gonna be popping up next weekend. So if you sure. want to party, go party. Are you a Halloween person? Because I'm not. I'm not a Halloween person in terms yeah. of dressing up. I'm a Halloween party person in terms of partying. Oh, like I'll go. Yeah, like yeah. I'm a party goer, but I'm not like it's just like any other party. Like you'll go, but I'm not like a Halloween fiend. No, no. Halloween parties are different. I'll give them that. Halloween parties are different. <laughs> no, that's sure. I mean, come on. Like people are fucking dressed up. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, are you in the spirit? I'm in the spirit and sense like I'm gonna go party with them because I know sure, it's different, okay, but I'm not gonna dress up. Well, like, for me, I'm not in the spirit. I'm never, I'm never excited up. for Halloween. I'm never like, oh my god, what should I wear? It's like usually the day before I have a costume party. I'm like, oh, I have to figure something out. I don't know where you be going. Draw, draw some shit on my face. You need to change your life. Wear some bunny ears. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh yeah, and the other thing, Jadena is coming to DC apparently. He's oh really? Be here. Are you gonna go see him? No, but <laughs> guys, go see Jadena. Go support our okay. Nigerian brother. You know, go go to a show and all that stuff, you know. I mean, yeah, go. I just think it's funny that you're telling people to go to something you're not going to. I'm busy. What you mean? I have okay. work. I'm a working man. Sure. Jadena doesn't pay my bills. But mm-hmm. I definitely like his album. It was really good. Mm-hmm. A lot of good music. Mm-hmm. You know, he did his little turn mm-hmm. more to Afrobeats mm-hmm. and stuff, which we appreciate. Yeah. But he did it like in an authentic way. It wasn't yeah. fake. So, yeah, that's it. Anything else you want to tell the people? No, I think that's it. All right. I think that's it. And yeah. We'll Follow us, subscribe. Thank you in for November. listening.